0: Welcome to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak, help you go next level with your practice, leveraging the four pillars that make a practice bulletproof. Vision, building a dream team, marketing ninja, and financial freedom. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden, and we have... (laughs) <laughs> the, fam- the famous Dr. Craig Spodak, And we are coming to you guys after a, uh, quite the hiatus, after the summit. We, we put a lot of uh, shows in the can and prepared for the summit, and we had enough to kind of go, so we, didn't, uh, we haven't been podcasting. So Craig feels like a podcasting virgin again, he says. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It's good to be back. I, don't, I wouldn't call this a
1: hiatus. I think this is a break
0: oh uh, well hiatus makes me sound like i have my vernacular Life yeah that's true it's just it's really impressive yeah it's true so hiatus wait, is
1: reserved for professors i think we no, just it's not. Break. it's not i never use that word in context though i never use that word i do I well do. obviously you do he just dropped it that yeah. summit was awesome though we were so uh happy with the turnout and um pete and i put that on with a let's give it a whirl and hopefully people like what we have to say and um pleasantly surprised we got a lot of good feedback a lot of good camaraderie a lot of mastermind happened from it and i learned a lot i'm sure you feel the same way pete
0: yeah i I, honestly i had um i think i was pretty scared to do something like that because like as we always say it wasn't about you know it wasn't about a, a revenue producing event it was more about a value and a thing and so i was more concerned over over people's time and money and making sure, so I was obsessive losing sleep just because I wanted to make sure. Because I've been to some shitty conferences in my life that literally have flown halfway across the country, and I'm like, oh my god! And you almost panic because you're you you think about the time opportunity, not so much the money, but it's the time opportunity lost, right? So I was I was obsessive about that. I literally, Greg, I don't think I told you that I was obsessed with waking up two in the morning, thinking like, okay, what can we do? And that, and that's why with like a lot of these, we have a lot of these sheets that. We still talk about that. I had all these sheets made because I wanted to make sure, like, in the event that we just kind of chipped the bed um, on stage and nothing went right, at least at least there were some tangible tools to go home with that that we could uh, preemptively, you know, created. So sorry, I just went on a tangent there, but no, it's good. It's important. I think it's I think it's the the thesis of our entire podcast, really. You know, that's why that's why I wanted to, to say that. So anyway, it was awesome we've been asked to do it in the winter time and Craig was amenable to that, like doing two a year because people really just the, the feedback we got was was super humbling. Honestly, And I got kind of emotional about it because it was, it's always been a long goal. Uh, I think you as well, because you're definitely an emotional one of the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, I did cry from stage or get teary eyed in stage. 100% you did.
1: No, I was, I was close. I I got choked No, There was no water flowing from my eyes. I, um, yeah. If you yeah. were there, please comment in my defense. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually tear. It was just more shaky voice. It was fine. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. That was fun for me.
0: No, it was good. But um, anyway, the feedback out, we was people like you got to do this again because it was it. What really was we covered so much in a day and a half, and I think it was literally. You know, people use the analogy or the metaphor of the fire hose, but literally, I almost felt bad sometimes because we were just having to blast stuff. Cause we wanted to make sure it was delivered. So people were asking, let's do it, let's do it, do one again. And you know, maybe a, a niche one on marketing or leadership or whatever in, in, in February, but uh, based on our bandwidth and availability and a calendar and, and I just, it's a lot of work. So I think we're just going to, we're just going to wait until October next year to do it again. And the ATL, why not? If it ain't broke, don't, don't yeah. fix it. By the way, that, that the hotel just killed it. That was amazing. That was the, one of the, one of the most, um, flawless performances from a staff and I've been to a lot of a lot of this uh you know conferences and stuff it was it was seamless awesome yeah well the saint regis does it right I was talking to somebody else who put on a big production and I told him you know
1: wow the saint regis was so nice he said well if we did our summit and this is another person if we did our summit at the saint regis we'd make no money and I'm like well I guess so but you know it's also it's a better environment for learning we had like a, a the audio production we had a dj it was it was cool it was really cool i was super proud to be affiliated with that that was fun
0: and you kept mandating that we played like death hip-hop and through the breaks and i think you got a couple complaints on that
1: yeah we got we got a complaint for i think god's plan the unedited version or the explicit version of god's plan by drake but um uh obviously they don't listen to the podcast so they uh they they were not pre-warned that there might be some gratuitous use of four
0: letter words some some we should have beeped it yeah we could be can we beep I, ourselves that's kind no, of no i i refuse five. to beep myself yeah. I, refuse. <laughs> I, w- I will not live a beeped life
1: yeah. You're going to go full out. I am. full well, out. we'd love to talk more about the summit and how fun that was, but it's going to be back in the uh, podcasting seat. Again, we've got, um, some wonderful feedback. It's such an honor to be here, um, in this venue to provide value to dentists and just to get your feedback, your letters, your emails, and your texts of support, uh, fuel us forward and help us, um, you know, give this energy to put out, uh, what we think is valuable content for dentistry and we're learning a lot in the process. So this is a great platform. I'm very grateful to be a part of it.
0: And we're coming up on the hundredth podcast pretty soon of the whole show. I think we're at uh, 90 is somewhere in 90. And so that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, I set out with just kind of a fictitious goal of what, what I wanted the you know, the viewership or listenership to be. And it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of succeeded that this year, Craig. So it's, people are, are, th- our message is resonating with a lot of listeners and, um, it's pretty cool. You know, the book, the book launch has been cool. Have we podcasted since the book actually no, physically that, came out? No, no, we haven't <laughs> podcasted. the
1: summit that,
0: and the book and we that, just dropped the podcast for a minute here. That we alluded to the book for God, it seems like two years. And then finally it went to print and it's like, oh yeah, crickets. Yeah, and our wives were like, oh, you guys wrote a book? I'm like, uh, yeah. And our <laughs> wives were together like that. <laughs> that was the quiz on the table. Like, all right, who here? Who here are the wives at the table? We've only been working on this a year. Name the title of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Bulletproof something or other. Bulletproof. <laughs> that made me feel proud and taken care yeah.
1: of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's your love language. But um, the book is doing well. We actually snagged the bestseller spot on Amazon for a minute. That was cool.
0: For, I think for literally one one minute, though.
1: Yeah, it's okay. You know, all you need is one minute. <laughs> quick, of, quick, get the screenshot. <laughs> we got a screenshot of it. Check that box off. We've uh, written a you know, best the titans
0: it. is The Titans of Dentistry is doing well, and yeah. uh, and I'm proud for those guys. That's an awesome – what a concept. It's a great concept, honestly, yeah. from the here. Or for Tim Ferriss. I was, was going to say, off the tools of Titans. Um, that's actually – ironically, that's actually how uh, Dave Malloy and I met because uh, he's the co-author, well, not Matt, but that's how we engaged in a conversation. I was carrying around the tools of years ago. I was carrying around the tools of Titan, and he saw it. and He was like, "Dude, it's amazing, isn't?" it? And I was like, "Man, it's like changed my life." All these stories, and uh, it's just kind of funny the the parallels. So it, maybe he felt compelled to put me in there because maybe it was part of a microgenesis of how it got, how it was the idea for the book. Maybe who knows? Okay. But he's an awesome dude. I, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad for his success because he's a great, he has a great podcast. He's gotten more into coaching now and he's just a great dude. He's like committed to the process of, of betterment every day. I dig it. Oh, that's great, man. So, so is, yeah, yeah, you need to. Um, so, all right, so let's get into it. And actually, you know, I, I know, uh, let's, let's, let's give this, let's give this, this talk a topic. Yeah. So what we're, Pete and I were talking about before we hit record is there's so many different things we want to touch
1: upon. Um, and, um, I think the, a small podcast that would add a lot of value would be just the social media, like a dominating social media strategy. And that's something Pete and I really feel is near and dear to our heart. Gary V talks about, um, how he did not recognize how significant online marketing would be. And even though he turned his dad's wine company from a $1 million wine company to like a 50 or an $80 million wine company, he really feels like he under, utilize the internet boom that happened around uh, mid two thousands and he should have had a hundreds of billion, a hundreds of million dollar company. And Gary V says the exact same thing is happening now, but with social media. So those that are riding this wave, you know, of, um, influence marketing and social media marketing, um, cause it's still early adopter stage are going to be dominant in the future.
0: It, yeah. And it doesn't feel like, you know, obviously we can't cover all of social media in one podcast, so we could, we could break it up. Um, you know, if we're just going to talk about it, but going into into granular into granular pieces, um, we can do that. But it's funny, I said something to Craig, or I said something on at the summit that I think blew you away or gave you a little bit of anxiety. Um, and it was oh a yeah,
1: <laughs> digital marketing company, uh-huh.
0: and, that, yeah. and and it was meant to shock the shock everybody into. It shocked fact. me, and I was standing next to you. <laughs> and and the slide was, I I wrote up there, I said, um envision yourself as a digital, a dental digital marketing agency that just happens to do dentistry. Right. Um and it was if- de- imagine yourself a digital marketing agency that happens. Sorry. To do yes. Di- a, a Digital marketing agency that happens to do dentistry and people are like what? And obviously it's a little bit, it, it's, it's a little bit dramatic, but it, you have to, you know, going back to what Gary V was saying, kind of listening this morning, even to him, Saying it, it, if the public doesn't know about you, if you're not if you're not relevant in the airways of what kind of Craig was even saying, the airways of our of our internet and our social fabric, you you essentially just don't exist anymore. in in the, in any in the e commerce and dentistry, I don't think is is too much different. I think we have a little bit more leeway because we're in a professional market ship. But I think he was referring to more of like if you're a tire shop or you're a I don't know, right? Um Yeah, I think it's
1: relevant for every business. But um, you know, I always think about when when my dad started practicing, really just needed a place to sit and spit and you just had to do good work and everything would take care of itself. And it's really uh, the reason why that overwhelmed me and shocked me is it's it's the truth.
0: And even for guys like you and me, I find it very Well, that was the word of mouth. So let's unpack that for a second because I think this is important. Back then, word of mouth was actually word of mouth today. Word of mouth is actually social media. Exactly.
1: Right. It's the same concept. It's like, I had a great experience. It's, it's compelling me enough to talk about it. I used to have to compel you to talk about it that night when you're sitting on the dinner table or going out for dinner with friends, but now it's instantaneous. Um, if you're not willing or actively curating those conversations, you're missing out on the whole megaphone, which is, but it's, it is overwhelming. I just want to kind of close that thought that it used to just be that you could just be a great dentist. And, um, now there's great dentists who are going out of business and there's ones that are mediocre who are killing it. And it's really
0: unfair that it's not just related to your, your skill. You know, I think it's, I think it's fair to say too, it's daunting. Creating content in social activity is daunting even for, I don't want to say for even guys like us, but like even practices at our scale where we have lots of resources. So you know, I, I know it almost gets frustrating to hear from the, from the, you know, the million dollar practice, which is awesome. Right. But when you have a limited amount of resources and you have to do everything and you're having to, you know, do bill pay and marketing to say like, Oh, now we got to create social media content. Really? And we got to be actively, you know, hashtagging and doing research here. It's, it, it is daunting. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's overwhelming uh, to say the least, even more so than it was when I was starting out um, in 2005 marketing, because it's, it's, it's it's almost a full thing in itself. Literally, I could hire someone today if if I um I could hire someone today to only to one hundred percent full time do do social media and content marketing. That's
1: well, it. Well content content is hard too because we all know these companies that will sell you content in a can. Uh, they'll remain nameless because they have some good and you know, bad to them. But you know, you can't just post the. We Pete and I always joke about Garfield, you know, brushing his teeth that cartoon and pop that on your social media. That was like social media 1.0, maybe three, five years ago. You could just
0: put in anything, and There's that's called place. checkbox. That was that was called checkbox social media, where you you it's someone told you, you had to post once a week, and you found something and you posted it. Yeah, Star Wars week, and, and yeah. you posted storm with the Stormtrooper. No, j- no, 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 no. Well, that I'm saying that, but I'm saying from a checkbook, right? check uh, list standpoint, you want to say like, okay, did I check, did I check my AdWords? Did I look there? Did I look at my marketing to all these things? And Oh, social media shit. I was told I need to post once a week. And then you just create something of zero value, throw it up there. Yeah. And great. Now I can move on to payroll. Oh, great. Now I can move on to getting back to this crown prep or whatever it is. So back in the day, it was totally, and actually not back in the day, I still see some of that. You know, you still see some people who are posting stuff that, um, that you say, well, no wonder your organic following hasn't risen in two years is because you're doing it literally to check the box. Yeah. And the value of social media
1: is not the checking the box. It's who's engaging in it. Social media as defined is media that people interact with. That's why it's called social. So if you're putting stuff on your page and no one is liking it except for your hygienist, it's time to reconsider what you're putting up there. And that, that goes to say, if you have stock content, stock images, you know, that happy lady eating salad, or, you know, if, if you have stock photos to me are one of the worst offenses
0: in dentistry, I'd rather see the most real. And that goes mode. for web meaning website. And so I think just universally, I would agree. I mean, there's some places where you kind of need a stock and you need to modify it. Look, I, but as a whole, though, I totally agree with you, Craig. I think you need to curate your own shit.
1: Yeah. And, and as far as there's one more little hack I want to talk about as well, a lot of the companies and companies that I use uh, that have review harvesting um, software as part of them, companies like, uh, well, I don't even want to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about, all the usual suspects. A lot of those guys will say, make sure that when people leave reviews, it automatically populates into your newsfeed. And I've never seen a successful example of when you're deploying that. For it to work in your favor, because what you're doing is you're clogging up the review. Like another, so what happy you're patient, saying
0: is, you get in a review, and then automatically this software syndicates that review, puts it in your social media, and they're saying, "Hey, that's the easy button to get you some content deploying." Right, and but it's no what one's what you're interacting saying with is, it. Is that is almost yeah? If it's actually to working
1: that, to your, it's working to your detriment. Because i was going to say 100. The news feed is the whole is the holy space of your social media life, and we all have that friend, or at least we've had friends in the past that are like, "Oh, like." you know, FML, it's Monday, or I just
0: dropped coffee on myself. Like, shoot me. You unfriend that lady. All right. So you check it, check it, check it out. So it's about the end of the year. It's November or December 1st. Um, I, I think it's always a good time to say, all right, 2018's in, in, in the books, what's going to social media going to look like from a dental perspective, 2019, 2020, because everyone always, that's probably one of the most common thing, questions I get is what's next, what's next, what's next. So you, why don't you give insight on what, what, how you feel that in this little sliver, social media, will be evolving?
1: Well, from a content, thing, from a content standpoint, content is king. And I know that sounds cliche as hell, but if you can craft unique content, it doesn't matter about the distribution. The distribution will take care of itself. We all know the South Carolina dentist that did the Kiki thing, and he's been on like Ellen DeGeneres. So like there was no, cl- unfortunately, I didn't have a dancing class at Tufts so, 1998 in my dental class. Uh, but I mean, it's content is king. You can go viral. We have, we see myriads of examples. Kylie Jenner is about
0: to hit a billion dollars and net worth and she's done. So that is a good strategy though. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but that is actually a good strategy and it's called news, it's called news hacking, right? So you're taking news jacking, something- yeah. news, jacking. <laughs> news hacking, news jacking, yeah, news, jacking. news jacking. <laughs> jacking seems a little bit risque, but um news hack. I'm gonna say news hacking for today. Um I'm just in my head I've got a whole bunch of sentences that evolve around news jacking. I've never (laughs) seen you blush on camera. I just blush. (laughs) Um I did blush. So (laughs) like finding something relevant or something that people are doing and trying to infiltrate it or do it, you know, and, and take advantage of it and seem relevant Uh, it's a, it's a decent strategy, you know, sometimes it it can blow up in your face, but you know, that's what the Calif, that's what the, uh, South Carolina guy did. And, you know, he got 13, 14 million impressions or views for $0 for free. Yeah. $0. So he will, he's, he's, you know, his practice probably exploded maybe with just women wanting consultations that really have no intention of doing work. It's doubtful because he was on some very large
1: national shows. I think that that adds credibility. I mean, you get in front of that many eyeballs, you know?
0: Yeah. Look, it's attention driven. Everything, our economy is based on attention. It's attention driven marketing and he got the attention. He won that. So if he knows how to monetize it, it, it'll do well for him. Finally, the Bulletproof practice book is out and live on Amazon. We are excited that it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. So if you like the podcast, you'll love the book. It's short and sweet. It's not a lot of fluff and to the point in our typical no BS kind of way. So let us know what you think of the book. And as always, thank you for your support. So so short of news, Jackie, and or
1: hijacking a story that's relevant. Um, content is king, and and you know I was talking to Peter about like this whole new marketing 2.0 idea. It's like it kind of all. It's a virtuous circle. It's basically take care of your team, um, take care of your patients and then highlight what you do for patients and team on social media, the people that do it best are showing the results, showing the reactions of their team, showing the reactions of their patients, it's real, it's not It's not a sterile picture of you know Garfield brushing his teeth or another happy patient left to review. And, and most importantly, is if you can get the conversation off your page and onto other people's pages, that's where the magic starts to happen.
0: Yeah, I kind of tell that, I always say, and I'm sure you're sick of hearing this, that that's the holy grail of social media isn't, isn't the magic that you create on your page. It's the magic that you can, if you can infiltrate your get into, if you can get your practice or your, um, you as the dentist or the, or the, uh, what am I trying to say? The person you get other people talking about you on their own page in their, in their channels. Right. So, but everyone always thinks like, what can I do to, to populate my own page? And that's great. Like, but I'm not ultra concerned with like how many followers I have because no one really loves, a dental page, right? They don't go to my Facebook and just, just snort around and look for stuff. But if I can get into my, my macro and micro and, and Pico influencers, Pico, Pico, Pico. I've Pico.
1: never heard of that. Is that like macro, micro Pico? Is that what yeah. you're saying? I just point out. I've never right. heard of that. So it's a Pico
0: influencer. One so one you heard one. it here. Maybe it's five followers. No, I'd say that I'd say a Pico would be 204. Okay.
1: Did you coin that term? You're saying, with the, yeah, I did. Yeah, you sound uh, overly confident, but you've you've used some of my terms in the same level of confidence as well.
0: That's true. I have no problem, Craig. Craig hacking, not Craig jacking.
1: (laughs) God, I knew you were going to go there. Beep that out, please. Um, So anyway, yeah, it's true though. I mean, the under listen. It's it's great to have a massive influencer like who's that lady that works uh, that's an influencer for you, Kim.
0: Uh, Kim Zolziak. Yeah. Me. I
1: mean, 3 million followers or whatever, 4 million followers talking about you, but studies show that the micro influencer, the one that may just have, you know, three or 400, but you know, she's hyper local. She knows she's talking about the bakery in the, in your main town. And you know, that's the cheapest advertising you can do. If just to make her happy, a free tube of whitening, uh, you know, a reduced fee off of Invisalign, anything like that, and get her to talk about you. That's just we magic. We
0: actually talked about that a lot at the summit, right? Like the, 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 practice influencer strategy and what to give and some of these things. And, and, you know, you and I have always said like, you know um, we are not opposed to giving away, you know, like you said, free whitening trays or something like you have, like we dentists and we, we, people listening to this podcast have something of value that the public wants. So leverage that because your cost is super minimal in that meaning you're not having to pay cash after tax dollars for Whatever, right? You have it, you have the service that you can provide relatively cheaply for your marketing solo, for your marketing silo, I should say. So, you know, even Invisalign, we've done, Greg, you've done some Invisalign for some inf- influencers that, yeah, influence absolutely. Discounts here and there. I've done some veneer cases. Um, um, well, I don't think like cases, but I think I've done, you know, so basically what I, the point is is incentivize that and tell people, I always say, make sure to tell people they're a big deal. Like your your intro to them should be, hey, I know you're a big deal in the community. Like who doesn't love to heal that? Like you've already kind of won the conversation when you call, tell someone they're a big deal and say like, look, I would love for you to post something about our practice on your Instagram and Facebook. If you do, look, I know you're important. If you do, um, maybe, you know, maybe I'll give you half off today. Would that sound like a good deal? You know, and yeah. it's a hygiene check. And they'd be like, sure, I'd love to. You know, and they'd probably do it for free. But like it's, it's always a good segue conversation if you can go in with value expecting value. Absolutely,
1: yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think it's important to be explicit what you want in return. So, you know, my initial foray into this area was like, hey, just hook me up, give me some social love, and that kind of backfired on me because that could mean like, you know, like I'm at the dentist, they don't even mention who you are. So you want to be a little bit more explicit. Laser
0: focused. I want what you you want to say. Tag me on how many posts Wednesday at three o'clock and tag me with the social (laughs) mention. I'm kidding, but make sure you actually get the at
1: mention, you know, the, yeah, the location, put the geo tag in as well. I mean,
0: it doesn't, that know, really. helps you on, on levels beyond just eyeballs. It actually helps you in Google and metrics and, and SEO and it's linked to your website and all that stuff. So I won't go into that tangled web of, uh, but, but like mind. we talked
1: about at the summit, there's no easy button on all this stuff. So it's hard to fake, you know, really what's going to drive anybody, including the influencer to talk about you. Cause everybody has, you know, a need for authenticity and for, for being honest and into and, and, and whole is they have to have an epic experience. So I, I know this is probably being beaten, you know, this this drum is being constantly beaten on by me and Pete, but it's so important that you really refine the experience. And like Pete says, you're a digital marketing firm that happens to do dentistry. You're also a customer service and experience environment that happens to be providing tea. Mm-hmm. So especially, you know, when you consider I, I was on Facebook the other day and someone called out a quote on our book and it was getting a lot of hate on it. It was actually saying it was this quote that said um, that dentistry is a, a portion of retail and that everything's discretionary and taken out of context, you know, as just a sole statement that could be fairly polarizing. But really the, the meat behind that is that you know we are competing in a retail-like environment. When people tell you they don't have money to do the root canal, the crowns, or the cosmetic procedure, you'll oftentimes hear them say three months later, like I went around, I went on a cruise around the world, and you're like, what the hell? You know, you didn't, you told me you didn't have enough money to do this, but you went out and bought a new car, did a cruise, and it's really just the value proposition. So it's our job as clinical providers to provide that value and give that experience to enable the patient to say, yes, I think that. Um, if you don't have that experience down, you don't have your case presentation skills down, if you're not
0: looking at those metrics, anything you do is going to fall flat on you. So I asked you, 2019, what you see the trends. And so I'm guessing, extrapolating from what we just talked about, that you're seeing the the influencer space getting bigger and bigger. Oh, Of course, of course. I
1: think um, those who dominate the content are going to dominate dentistry. I really do believe that. And it's funny because in dentistry, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's there's pages and, and influences influencers or dentistry that are really just more about serving dentistry like we we have I, I, I follow several guys that I would say 90% of their followers are dentists. It's kind of like dental porn. It's like really heavy duty like extractions and graftings and really intricate surgical procedures. Dental that, porn? Yeah, like they wouldn't want to be into like it's not really the actual before and after result. It's the mm. t- it's the really um, heavy duty surgical yep. procedures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not exactly
1: a uh, an onboarding for No, patients. no. God, no. If anything, it would dissuade them. They'd be like, I thought an implant was just putting this into my gum and you're showing me like my gums filleted like a,
0: you know. Like so do you know what CPM is, Craig? Yeah, of course. Cost per thousand, cost per mil. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I would venture to say and you can agree or disagree that, that an influencer marketing is probably the most underpriced attention. If you were to quantify it from a marketing aspect, um, a hundred percent, probably yeah. your best and lowest CPM that you could find without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, at this point too, I mean, it's just like, cost, you know, pay-per-click Google advertising when it first came around was the lowest CPM until people started bidding on things. And, you know, you could buy, you could register a website for $20 and the, some of those websites were sold for tens of thousands. And so I did that. This is just the same type of... That's you know um, how
0: I put myself yeah. through some dental school? Uh, you told me that. What'd you buy? I can't tell you.
1: No, didn't you sell it though?
0: I did. Well, I had actually had Las Vegas Institute a long time ago.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> MIT guy bought craigsbodak.com. dot and, and then, and then he leveraged you. Well, he didn't leverage me because at the time we, you know, we had a good relationship. But I'm sure if uh, the relationship went bad, he would have redirected it to something really bad.
0: Um, all right, enough about you. Let's get back to social media. Um, um, <laughs> just kidding, but I just was really wanting to hold this this chart up in the air because it was yeah, it looks popular. Looks good. Popular from our summit. We gave this handout and it was something because I think a lot of people struggle with All right, you talk about content, whatever, but like give me some ideas. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't even know where to start on it. And it was a it was a bulletproof ways to fill your social media calendar. And it was some cool ideas of just like things to do that would be of value in content rather than the Garfield. Yeah, I think you know video and visual is number one. Video, absolutely, video, absolutely, video. Um, But you know, here's here's some good ones like post amazing before and afters, duh. Like poll your followers, right? Like, oh, by the way, the before and afters. Try not to use cheek retractors. That's no, scary. never use
1: a cheek retractor. Try that not not like to. a pred-
0: predator. No, wait, don't even say try. Like, just don't do that. Exactly. Like, why? Why would you do that? That's scary. Well, I mean, you, you could use the stuff. Will look scary with it with a predator mask on
1: yeah well the the cheek retractors um if you zoom in close enough you won't
0: see it but still even the retracted photos are scary for most people yeah do not do that um you could poll your followers i'm just gonna name a couple of regs because then we'll have some you know how i like to get uh strategic in the talks strategery strategery and uh put an inspirational smile quote probably not my favorite one um a testimonial quote or and picture like with some cool graphics would be cool the patient um maybe the patient of the day you know, meet a team member with a, you know, and maybe that team member would have a video. I think that's a great way to, to break down the barriers of dentistry. Uh, maybe even you of the doctor. Maybe people don't know much about you, you know, make a personality of you. Uh, I'm assuming that um, our audience is mostly doctors, but, you know, or hygienists or whatever, or whoever. Um, maybe an image of your screenshot of your Google and Yelp stars because if you're proud of that, like I know, Craig, you are of your Google stars. You have 17 million uh, or 16 million at this point. Um, let's see, let's see an infographic of maybe something you've created. Um, a fun fact of the day, just, you know, again, you have to be creative and I'm just giving anniversaries you the, are huge. So yeah, yeah. anniversaries, um, holiday posts are cool where you're actually, maybe the team has dressed up in Halloween costumes or Santa hats or new year's glasses or whatever, right? Like show the world that you guys are more than just mechanics of the <clears throat>
1: And the other thing you can do as well, look at your Facebook posts and go back in time, go back, you know, three or four months and see what your audience is reacting to. Yeah. So see where the likes are. So if you have posts that get no likes, that's a really good learning lesson for you. And if you have posts that are really uh, hitting well and reacting well, see what that, what's the common theme. It's probably yeah. going to be video visual. It's probably going to be something about your team something about um
0: an actual team member or You, i have to say something in this greg because it's important and because I, I have a little anxiety right now because i feel like i'm not doing a good job on social media I, I think decent i think i'm doing a decent job but i feel like i see all these opportunities for stepping up the game but it's just so hard sometimes and you, you need all this time and and stuff so sometimes i feel like it's a little authentic for me to say like oh we've kind of mastered social, but it. it, I don't think you can ever master it. So I want to make sure that's clear that like, we're not sitting here saying like we've mastered it, but I think we're totally committed to the process and there may be periods or, or hiati, hiatuses, hiatuses, (laughs) um, where you go through periods where you're not posting a lot. Right. But I think you need to be committed to the process. And and if you've taken a break, get back and then, um, try and, and, and get some consistency. Um, I actually think you do. You guys do a a, a little bit better job. Well, listen, you got, thank you. You got fifteen
1: thousand people liking this. It's incredible, man.
0: That's a face. That's on Facebook.
1: That's on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. But um, looking through, it, I'm just scrolling through right now. It's um, well, know, I
0: wasn't looking for you know, like audit me per se. I just, I'm just saying. But I love it, man. You got the you
1: got the videos going down. I'm watching your stuff too, and I love that you put the um, subtitles on.
0: That's another
1: Gary V thing. Hundred percent.
0: Most yeah, when listen. you do a video, because a lot of people are viewing at work and they can't listen, um, and if they can't listen, they're just going to be like, oh, "I'll listen to it later," and then they never come back because it's you've missed your you've missed your thumb scroll. Um, so, yeah, so definitely put some subtitles. And subtitles, they they find that the engagement is even on even on like YouTube is like I think it's I don't know the exact data, but I think it's like four x um, engagement higher. So, and that's a simple easy thing to do um so that's it man i I think those that's some good takeaways for social media i think it's going to continue to have dominance i think it will become quote unquote the internet i think it'll be just almost as important as your website i think it'll be more important than your website i mean Yeah.
1: yeah i mean look at the way commercials have gone for a while i remember three and four years ago it'd be like you know, the Toyota commercial would show up on the uh, TV and it would be, go visit us at Facebook forward slash Toyota.com or whatever, or Facebook.com forward slash Toyota. I, I just, I don't see, I, I see the place, the, the website as a place to do the deep dive after you're already interested. I don't see that as the primary um, entry tool for the consumer looking to do business with you. I see it's the social media. I mean, when Pete and I get a call from a dentist, they want some help. We'll dive in on that. We'll look at their Google reviews. We'll look at their social media page. And from that, we can pretty much garner what, what they're about. It's incredible. There's that much information. I just think, I see that as the primary entry point. You do. I do. And I think a lot of searches happening on Facebook. Like I, I just see people like, you know, they want to search their peers and not necessarily Google. Hey, who, who do you use to, you know, where'd you buy your Christmas tree this year? Who's the dentist you're using? I'm seeing, that's what, that's what I see Facebook being. Um, I think Instagram totally different by the way. And like Gary Vee says, everybody a different,
0: see, I don't vet, I don't vet when I'm a consumer, I don't vet my businesses that I with, with how's their social media presence.
1: Well, it's not saying you're, you're not, you're not vetting them, but it's another data
0: point. Yeah. Or you may, it may be another exposure point. You may see, all right, cool. Let me check it out. It's like, this is what I do. And this, I think happens a lot in dentistry. You look at their, their social media may capture your attention and then you may in your own due diligence, go back and go, let me check out their website so I can have a little bit more you know, another data point, like you're saying. And if that checks the box and you're like, damn, I need, I need to go. I'm going to need to go to this place. Right. Because I've already gotten social verification. Now I'm going to get data verification from a website standpoint. And, and, and that may be all you need to pick up the phone and call or text. Well, Also, you know, with the way Facebook, Instagram work, you know, you know, who's following a
1: certain business. So you, you have this friend, you know, Josh is super picky and he goes to, you know, Dr. Jones dental. I'm sure it's good. So there's an implied endorsement from that, um, just the word, just the likes on your page, and then getting people to check in and you know interact with you and um is another whole level as well. <laughs> in our practice, we incentivize check ins. You know, we tell people to check in and they get you know certain things for it. So yep,
0: and actually that is a I think we should end on that. That's a great tip, especially for Yelp. It's the most important thing, and maybe we could say that's a whole other. You know, how I'm a Yelp. Um,
1: yeah, he's got a special Yelp hack that's so good. He always says, should I actually talk about that? It's so
0: good. Mm-hmm. But um, but Yelp actually, you know how Yelp is super, the community is super strict on their guidelines. You cannot ask for a review. If you actually ask for you and get reported, you will get blackballed. Yeah, blacklisted. Yeah, so okay. we at one oh. point had a little... Uh, Wait, is blackballed a word?
1: Um, well, not according to Yelp. They call it blacklisted, but you can say oh, whatever you want. Oh, I just want. remember it'll, back from the days of... he will be. excommunicate you
0: yeah fraternity days or something but um yeah so if you get if you get if you go against their terms of service or their policy by actually asking there's there's big penalties because they want their community and and the community and the and the culture the tri- i should say the tribe of the yelpers actually will enforce that so don't go around asking but
1: here's what i was yeah, going with that. Is i actually, actually how t- i just want to give a real example of that by asking that includes having like a sign like mm-hmm. are you a yelper? Well, leave us a review and get it, win a chance to win it, get an iPad
0: that will violate your terms. You can't do stuff like that. So the way to around that, and I was actually told this by Yelp, um, was to offer something at check-in or some kind of discount or whatever, because if they know that you're there, Yelp will actually then remind you, remind the patient on your behalf later down the way, whether you, they leave the building, I don't know if it's a geofence thing, they will remind them like, Hey, how was your visit? Leave a review if you liked it. Right. And so, It'll actually almost help you stay in that um, that conscious of the patient, as opposed to having to go back and ask for the review. So that's that's the best practices for Yelp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's wrap on that. I want to try sure. and keep keep them short. Er. Yeah, you know, it's uh, been quarter to 12 on your clock for the last 45 minutes. I just want to let you yeah, know it, Yeah, I, I feel like that makes me more efficient because I'm like, look how much I got done. I'll turn around and nothing's <laughs> yes. moving. Like, oh, I'm so good. But you're that. hungry as hell because you haven't taken lunch in 15 <laughs> days. So. Um, so, yeah, I think I, one of the goals I'd like to do for the next, for 2019, if we continue the podcast is be a little shorter in length, a little more to the point, succinct. Um, may not be possible, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna start that. I don't know why I'm bringing that up now, but we've got another one. We we're we're about to get online here. With um, I'm excited about Dr. Richard Evangelista. an um, Amazing story, you know. Solo solo owner of over 40 locations. So let's save some um, some uh, some talk power. For yeah, him. some
1: vo- some vocal power.
0: And 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 Craig and I I think we're gonna do some more with just he and I going over some things because lots of times I think so many podcasts are predicated on who's the guest and and it doesn't have to always be that way i think we've gotten feedback that some of our best ones have actually been when we're just kind of rapping to each other about struggles or successes or whatever and going micro um with with what we're talking about so there may be more of that coming up and but also knows.
1: let's not forget that a lot of the guests that we're getting approached to put on a podcast they've got something to sell
0: and we don't want um to That's have a podcast that is. That that literally, and I tell you there is one person a day who's coming on who's like I think they'd be a great guest and you look and it's like all they're going to do is pitch 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 yeah. something and so literally we just we don't even accept those because I think that starts diluting the message of the podcast so um, so we are we are we are fiercely protecting this house as I would say mm-hmm. from that so that you guys are getting value because it's fun Um,
1: glad to be with you again buddy yeah, it's good to be back, back in the saddle. I got a new microphone, so hopefully uh,
0: that's you working well. This is podcast two point oh. I'm excited, and you sound amazing. Yeah, when you were talking on your tin can micro, you were literally podcasting using the microphone from your camera. Yeah, well, I didn't think anybody was listening to us, so they weren't. Well, you're, I think your I think your family
1: was. <laughs> no, no, definitely not my wife or family. No, people, people. Uh, that's, that's the one. That's
0: the, that's the so ones. your dad's a dentist and he practices with you. Has he ever listened to this podcast? No, never once, no. <laughs> Good talk. Good all talk. Right.
1: But he's an older school dentist and he's got his, you know, he's got his set ways and he's just awesome. He teaches me so much every day. So listen, you don't have to be a, a podcasting dentist to learn. You just have to have someone that's willing to share it with you. So I've got that all over, which is great.
0: All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon on the next edition. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out BulletproofDentalPractice.com for video interviews and text BULLETPROOF to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day!